Here's your host, Alex Garrett. 24 hours ago, I could barely even speak. I was kind of sick, but here we are, 24 hours later, and doing well. So I gotta thank my family and my friends for that encouragement. Now, it is tax day, normally, but we don't, we will not be required to fill it all in today. I think if you do, though, there's a better chance to get a refund or something like that. So, I would say if you can, get it done today. Um, it's so much easier, too. Everything's online now. I mean, TurboTax. Uh, how many times are we going to see the TurboTax free, free, free ad, right? And, you know, the productions that they do for that can't be exactly free, right? That's got to cost a lot of money for just four words, uh, four letters. It's kind of funny to me. But, uh, no, I, I hope that in this time you do get your stimulus checks. I hope in this time that, and, and there's rumor that Trump wants to cancel it. I got, I got to look that up more. The stimulus checks, because he wants to open the government sooner than later. Uh, when I hear President Trump or Vice President Pence say reopening America, it gives me chills in a good way. In a good way, because we, we need to be reopened. America isn't built to be shut down. But is this going on a roller coaster that's just too far gone, or is that could be too far gone and, and too far? Um, like, could the plan just backfire? Absolutely. And now the governor and Trump are kind of in a tête-à-tête, if you will, about states' rights. I mean, as I said yesterday, it's very funny that uh, just two seconds before I had. Before he said it, I had mentioned this is like the colonies coming together. Two seconds later, Cuomo said that very thing. I, it, you can't make that up. So, if the colonies, um, or if these states are working in order to get back together, I don't really consider it a mutiny. I consider it, and I don't consider it going against the quote-unquote king either. I say this is what the states are born to do, to act together, to not depend on the federal government to tell them what to say. That, to me, is, is what states' rights are. Because if we waited for the cues in any situation from the government, we all would be kind of messed up. Because as has been pointed out time and time again, every state is different. Excuse me. Every state is different. So, if he were to have told every state to open up, that would have been dumb. And Trump's not that dumb. President Trump is not that dumb. He gets it. He knows very much so about states' rights. He knows that they need to figure it out themselves. It's not a mutiny. But it's not going up against a king either. It's... And how I've kind of thought about this is if if, if there are hot spots like in South Dakota now where my friend Andrew Venrickson, I pray for him, in South Dakota, Sioux Falls. If there are hot spots across the country that are just starting now, 
you you devote resources to those states and then and then you say well okay the states that are getting better let's figure out a plan California Connecticut New York New Jersey all those states that have originally gotten the first huge wave how do we reopen those states back up while dealing with the states that have it now like Florida, uh, I think Texas has some cases. I'm not entirely sure. Like Georgia, Atlanta's sort of become a hot spot too. Chicago, Illinois. I mean, how do you, how do you make it? It's like one big puzzle piece. But I do believe this is how the colonies form because the colonies would fend for themselves. They would get back to work. And that was why it's an amazing thing. We have 50 states. George Washington was the president, but these colonies said, you know, we're going to work together on this. Well, I, I should say, the 13 colonies worked to break away from Britain. That's the first thing. But I don't see this time around them breaking from a King Trump. I just do not see that. I don't see President Trump also um, telling the states what they need to do. I think he's going to eventually work with every governor to get this completed. But I don't think he's going to tell every uh, state what to do because that's not – the states have to do what they have to do in this certain time. He cannot push New York to open up right away because – well, New York's not ready to open up full gate, out of the gate. Let's get back to work. Now, there's still cases. I'm still seeing, hearing sirens this morning. I mean, states' rights is such a precious thing. It's, it's what we're built on. Tax day is actually pretty historic as well because of the way we fought to get, you know, Taxes properly, uh, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, taxation without representation. And so, uh, once again, we go from Holy Week to an even more historic conversation of states' rights. Holy Week's historic and special and spiritual. So is states' rights. Because the spirit that those colonies broke from Britain... Is why we're all here today. They have the spirit of we're going to do what we need to do and screw the king. And President Trump knows this history. Time and time again, he shows it so. So, he will not muscle his authority and all this. He will work with the governors. He said that last night to open up when needed. And I, I don't think he should authorize. I think the states should be able to make their own decisions on this. Because every state knows their needs and knows their their cases and their rates and the stats and the hospitalizations, intubations and deaths. 
they are monitoring it day after day after day after day. And so, before all this happened, by the way, before all this happened, we had seen Bernie Sanders come out with this tax plan that would basically say, hey, the government's taking over and um, you have nothing. Only you got to do is pay into it. Now, America doesn't want that. But before all this started, the Washington Examiner actually did a deep dive on um, on on the tax plans that these progressives want to have. And here's what they found. This was published March 8th, the weekend of the tournaments being shut down. Um, was the weekend over before? Anyway, <clears throat> around that time the shutdown was starting to happen. Here's what the study says earlier this year <coughs> the IRS released its annual statistics of income and what what the statistics of income is is a thorough analysis of taxpayers incomes and payments to the IRS now the DC examiner says this shows the progression of tax payments over time. So they say that there was mortgage interest deduction, uh, plummets. They say out of 147 million IRS tax filers in 2018, just 0.3%, 0.3% had incomes above Five, uh, above uh, or about five hundred thousand people had incomes above one million dollars. These people, the the one percentage you talk about, paid twenty eight point six percent of all income taxes. That's literally a quarter of the country paying that much, paying paying the income. The 85 million filers at the bottom of the pay scale faced a justly and reasonably lower tax bill. Those reporting incomes of $50,000 or less shouldered only 5.5% of the nation's total income tax bill. This was as of 18. Washington Examiner then goes on to say, this goes to show that the United States has a tax system that favors those with lower incomes. Only 5.5% of the tax bill was paid by those making $50,000 or less. And demands a fair share already by any reasonable definition from millionaires and billionaires. 28.5% paid into this economy by the top 1%. So it shows, once again, that the D.C. Examiner uh, continues that merely raising taxes on the richest of the rich 
that anyone could ever hope to fund a massive government medical system or an environmental transformation of the economy. Uh, they said they, there is no way that through merely raising taxes on the rich of the rich that anyone could ever hope to fund a massive government medical system or environmental transformation of the economy. Now those making $250,000 or more paid 54.71%. Now that's that's middle income. I believe, or maybe less. I think maybe 125 is middle income. So even if those are $250,000, were taxed at a 100% rate. Their income would not quite cover the most conservative estimates. Medicare, uh, of what Medicare for all would cost. They go on to say the bottom line is the IRS numbers is that in the IRS numbers is that Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is right when he says he has no idea how much his plans would cost. To be more accurate still, he really has no conception of the federal budget overall or the national tax base. His plans would require much higher taxes on middle income and even lower income earners. This idea of the poor paying more in taxes is, in fact, characteristic of the European social democracies that Sanders constantly extols. Although not everyone has seemed to bring that up, that part up. So basically, the fair share is being paid. What is, what would have happened if Senator? Sanders became president is that even middle income and low income earners would have been hit hard had his taxes been into into law. So thank God he didn't win the primary and I think Trump's going to re I think President Trump's winning his re-election this week to be honest with you. But to, to this article's point isn't it amazing how states' rights are being lauded by Democratic governors now, yet they, some of them sure supported Bernie Sanders, who was for federal oversight of everything, a federal health care system. That's not states' rights. That's just going to plummet us even more. So I'm glad that he is not the nominee. I don't know if he would have won. You never know. We still have yet to get to the convention. This whole thing is not over yet. But I will say that these plans that the progressives are touting time and time and time, oh, and time again, is, is to be honest, Quite, quite sickening. Quite, quite 
sickening. You know why? Because you're complaining about President Trump possibly telling the states what to do, and he shouldn't. But at the same time, you're telling us you want a federal government system. You are telling us what to do. So you're saying, if you're a progressive like AOC, like Bernie Sanders, and any other names, you're saying it's okay to tell the states what to do if you're telling them what to do. Got it. Got it. Totally get it. Mind is blown when you think of it that way, but totally get it. So I'm glad the IRS and the Washington, I'm glad the examiner did a deep dive. And I'm sure I've told those stats before that we're really seeing the top 1% pay its fair share of 28.5% of all taxes. But I'm sure when he comes on, my buddy Mike Myers, Radio Mike, uh, Radio Hope would have some interesting thoughts on this. He's in Iowa, one of the 50 states. And I didn't know what angle I was going to go to this morning, but I was so fired up about states' rights because it's such a precious thing. States' rights is very precious. And I think the president understands that. I'm glad the government fun- uh, governors finally understand that because remember, some of the governors were pushing for the federal government, Medicare for all thing and all that. That will never work in America. It wouldn't work because that we, just like we're not being built to shut down, we are not built to be taxed through the roof. That is not America. And taxed equally. That's the big point of it. Taxed equally. We're not built for that. This was raised on a capitalistic society. We earn what we earn. We fight to earn. We... There are people that are going to make more than us. There are going to be people that, unfortunately, will make less than us. But to put us all in one basket would would just ruin us. Which is kind of funny, right? Because we're in our own basket now. We're all in one basket during the shutdown. So, there you go. We're already in a basket that they, on the left, would love to see in the tax bracket. Everybody stay in. Everybody get taxed more. See, there's like a bit of a pattern here. While the economy would just be ruined even more so than the effects of this shutdown. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying I love that the numbers are decreasing. I'm saying, though, we have to advocate. I'm glad the seven states are actually advocating for a rebound in the next few weeks. That's the hope we need to hear. The mayor says till June. Governor Cuomo says, no, we've got to open the economic valve sooner than later. But do it slowly. Do it slowly. I concur with that. 100,000%. All right, let me see if my buddy is... Uh, is ready to go. Hold on a second here.
Still trying to get him on the line. Hang on with me. One second. And, uh, he didn't answer. That was kind of weird. Let me try him here. Hold on. Right, we'll try and get him in a minute, but let, let me ask you out there, uh, is, is states rights something that you're fired up about, passionate about? Are you a history buff? Are you not a history buff? Do you believe that if we're going to advocate for states' rights, we should also therefore advocate that the states don't support a Medicare for all plan? <laughs> And what I mean by that is we don't vote for someone who wants to have the federal government hunch down even more and clamp down even more on on us. More so than already happened is happening. Give me your thoughts. Alex.garrett21.yahoo.com Alex.garrett21 at yahoo.com Now what did you guys think of... Um, By the way, um, Hank Steinwinder passed. Tavares Jackson, the former Vikings QB, passed away in a car crash at age of 36. I mean, just sad um, <clears throat> to see that, too. So we're, we're praying for the Minnesota fans tonight and his family, of course. And Joel Sherman wrote about George uh, Hank Steinbrenner in his New York Post column today. I highly recommend it um, because, you know, as I said yesterday, New York lost the co-owner of the Yankees, Hank Steinbrenner, in sudden fashion. I mean, 63 years old. That's sudden. And then... For some, the brightest spot of yesterday was seeing President Obama reappear after 11, well, in an 11 minute video endorsing Joe Biden. And like him or not, I mean, he has a very charismatic way to lift you up. So I recommend you go Google that audio because he went on for 11 minutes. Yeah, he endorsed Biden, but he had some things that. I think should be echoed is that we're all in this together. And Trump said that as well. But the way President Obama was talking about it, it was very, um, it was, it was, it was a message that I think people needed to hear in today's world. So check that out if you want. I don't usually endorse a by Obama video, but Hey, as I say, we're all in this together as well. Take any little bit of hope, any bit of encouragement from the president, from a former president, from another former president, and just run with it. Be on that hope. 
from the governors of America. Be on the hopes that they have got going on right now. Because if we don't want to lose hope, then we have to find the hopeful scenarios, hopeful stories, the hopeful stories of togetherness, if you will. And I don't want us to go back, and I say it time and time again, I don't want us to go back on the whole Let's help each other. Let's cheer each other. Let's continue cheering each other after all of this is open. And and by the way, we need to reopen America. It's even crazy we have gotten to this point. But we have. And now it's time to reopen this beautiful country in due time. Not right away, but as the numbers start decreasing. Definitely, let's think about this for uh, for a second, anyway. For a second, how are you doing through this? How is your sign of um? How's your mental state feeling? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling? Uh, I guess happy in the sense. Are you happy that you have this time to spend with family? Spend this time with your loved ones or or are you getting that ramped up <clears throat> because I was sent this article yesterday about anxiety and by the way I think Mike's ready hang on one second um, l- let me let me let me try him here I'm gonna try his phone line at 1712. Hey, is this the Radio Hope that I talk to almost every day? Uh, yeah, you said 8.30. I was pooping. Well, you're on the air, so thanks for letting us know on the air. Oh, yeah. Well, now you tell me. Oh, thanks a lot, Alex. It's okay. I have nothing to hide. Hey, so uh, first of all, I was just getting into a whole thing about states. Uh, well, I did a whole thing on states' rights, and, and I want your thought on that. But firstly, do you know there's a story out? that is trying to get people to differentiate between the actual anxiety they're feeling and coronavirus because apparently they're similar and I was just getting into that. Um, And yeah, we can't be anxious, but it's just interesting how similar some of these symptoms seem to be. I don't know if you have a thought on that, but um, should people think that they have it if they are just anxious? I mean, I don't know how to approach someone who's anxious that you don't have coronavirus because they're going to think what they're going to think. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, but I have a, a coat that I got from a homeless guy that I'm wearing right now. Oh, jeez. Welcome to Radio Hope. Well, welcome in, Radio Hope. In with a bang, as usual. I really do. So, can I share a real quick? I, mean, I, yeah. I know I'm not sticking to the subject, but. Share us. I, yeah, I tell us. Share, well, I hope this will, you know, kind of lift your spirits a little bit if you need them lifted. Anyway, um, uh, so I helped out with this uh, Iowa State University boxing match, and I was the guy that grabbed the gloves and ran them back to the table so they could wipe the blood and crap off. 
I mean, blood and stuff, sorry. And uh, I had this guy, this jacket on that says Midwest Iowa Surgery. And they said, oh, are you the doctor? <laughs> I took the jacket off. <laughs> nope, I'm not a doctor. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's, uh, oh. uh, well, Iowa State is kind of now known for their, their basketball. So they're doing okay with that, I guess. But, um, so yeah, they had a couple of years there, I thought, though, where they, they were, they they were somewhat successful. Um, but next but door in Kansas, anyway. you had Wichita State, Wichita State, that was really crazy. They went 17 and 0 one of those years. But, um, wow. in fact, Iowa State did beat Seton Hall, uh, one of the first, listen to this. So I, I go into my radio station to engineer the game and produce it at nine o'clock at night on a Sunday. And um, that was fun, but they lost in, in Iowa State. But I wonder why they schedule games at 9 o'clock at night for the East Coast fans. I don't get that at all. On a Sunday night, oh, I don't know. albeit. But, well, I mean, you know, time is important, and and uh, when you schedule things, it's important. So this, you know, 8 o'clock uh, Central Daylight Time here is, uh, in Australia, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's a day difference. It's weird. So yeah, it is actually know. an hour different. <laughs> anyway, so I'm the bigger point of today was actually talking about states' rights, and I could tell that you love history, and maybe you can feed off this for a minute. No, nope. you don't. Nope. Oh come on, I I, I'm, I I I love his story. Get it? I maybe do. Not so much history. I love that his story. But isn't it funny that some of these governors, and I, I support that they're trying to get everybody together. I don't think it's a revolt against Trump, and Trump's not trying to push them into doing something they don't want to do yet. I mean, he's not a king. He's not going to do oh. king-like things. I mean, you don't think he is, is he? Well, he said he was, so he must be. I don't know. Well, no, then he, I get you. And then he backed off. But I would say states' rights is probably one of the most precious things of our time because it gives each state the power to really yeah. not rely on the government. And, you know, now that these seven governors, or however many now are doing it, I just, I feel that's empowering. I don't feel like it's a rebel, a rebellion. I feel like we're a country. There are other states that now have the hotspots. But, I mean, it's amazing how states' rights has come into issue now, isn't it? Because we haven't talked about that in such a long time, in, in this kind of way, anyway. Well, I liked what you said uh, yesterday about, I think it was yesterday, about, you know, it's almost like the 13 colonies all over again. So so my understanding is you've got seven states that are saying, hey, we're ready to kind of start working back into stuff here. Is that, is that what's going on? Well, they have seven states that want to do some opening, but Trump is trying to say, I'm going to authorize you when to open. And, of course, he really doesn't have that oh. power. Oh, interesting, because in this state we still don't have – you know, that whatever it is, shelter in place is not uh, a demanded law. I mean, it's people are actually doing what they need to be doing, and I think we're doing okay. We haven't hit our peak here yet, but uh, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, the independent part of it. I mean, I still go out. If I'm going uh, yeah, to go out, I'm going to go out. It, it's at my risk, but I don't want to be an idiot. And then the other thought, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get out much now because I don't want to risk it. But I tell you, if the numbers start dropping, I will just start going on more walks because I get a little pent up in the house. Oh, 
No, no, not pet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that's wrong. That's good. Uh, talking with Radio Hope, Mike Myers, and um, the other observation I was making this hour is that the same people that are claiming states' rights sometimes do want us to rely on the federal government for everything, and it's, so it's kind of it's like hypocrisy here on both fronts, right? The GOP always has states' rights. Democrats say, no, we need all the federal support we can get. Now it's reversed. It's, it's funny to see the reversal here in a way. Well, yeah, I was going to say something about it. I got I was stimulated earlier this morning. Um, it, it's just weird. It's just a strange time. I mean, April 15th, and I get money from the government, which is me. I mean, that's not the government's money. It's my money and your money and what, $30 trillion in debt now? And yeah. I don't know. I just hope people don't freaking freak out too much. Just be wise. And it's, it's kind of, somebody else I read a thing this morning from a friend of mine, and he said, I'm quite certain we're coming to the end of the world. It's like, nah, just a wake-up call. Yeah, a big wake-up call at that. Yeah, very big. And so... Wow. Yeah, I mean, and it continues to this day. I, I mean, people are, yeah, go ahead. Did I answer your question or did I? I guess. No, I, I get, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the, the other thing was, I think we can see eye to eye on that, but the other thing was that they're also demanding, you know, Bernie Sanders, if he was to win the nomination, was going to demand that the federal government cover, you know, do Medicare for all, and we all have to pay in. And I'm like, these governors supported those policies as of March 2, not Cuomo so much, I don't think. But, you know, other governors, like Newsom, I think, was on the on the coattail of Bernie Sanders. Now he's saying his state has a right to be open when it wants to be open. Well, you also said the, the government has a right to tax us through Medicare for All. So which is it? Are we states' rights, or are we going to be a government-run country? Like, wh- which one do these state governors want? It's so confusing. I'm so confused myself. I, me in this call now, I can't keep doing this. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre. It's just uh, it, bottom line is it is what it is, and just I I don't know what to say other than <laughs> shoot some pool and love God with all your guts and love your neighbors yourself, which might right now means that you know I, I I'm calling my mommy on the show this morning because again I went over yesterday and talked to her through the window and she was feeling so down. She didn't want to get up to even come to the window to talk to me. I mean, it's just this time. I, you know, I don't know if it's a good idea to call me in the morning. And I bring chaos wherever I go. Well, that's what I like. I like chaos. It drums up the show a little bit because I'm kind of boring. So <laughs> you, you, you add the spice to this. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, thank you for including me in your your uh, your your day or your evening. Or Oh, I got a show coming up. I got to tell you real quick. I can't tell you quickly, but it's going to be a doozer. Oh, my gosh. It's just something else. All right. I'll be quiet. That's well, a teaser. Okay. Well, uh, okay. I was going to say, well, what are you doing? But I'll let you just tease it, and then we'll we'll, we'll deal with this from there. But Radio Hope at 9 in the morning, Eastern Time. You do it every day. And um, if people are just listening the first time, tell us a little about yourself if they haven't heard about heard from you already. Well, I think the descriptive that Ed Delgado gave me is he said, Mike, you're unorthodox. I'm an unorthodox lover and follower of G- 
Jesus, and it's just great to be alive. And um, I know Ed had just posted yesterday that he had a family member that had, had passed away. And, you know, sometimes I feel bad that I feel so good. Uh, but then there's times where I'm just, it's life. I don't know what to tell you other than it's life. It's just nice to know that somebody's going through that with a capital S mm. with me, and I don't have to totally freak out. All right, I'm sorry, I'm done. Well, it was very, it was, um, yeah, it was sad to hear, and I, I asked for prayers on my pod last night for him, and I'm sure you'll do the same this morning because he's our buddy, you know, he's like our podcast buddy now, so. And I didn't even know until I had checked, you know, I still don't understand Facebook. I always click on the my name up there, and it's actually when I go over to where it says home is where people post on your own timeline, right? Is that how that works? Well, home. The, the home page is just the main feed, and then if you go to on your wall, someone could type on your wall or something like that. So. Oh, that's my wall. So, some someone's building on my wall. Are they paying for it? All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Have a great day. Wow. What well, that was? That was pretty good. Not gonna lie. Oh my. Um. <laughs> But, you know, and it's kind of sad. Like, if someone passes away nowadays, we ask, was it COVID-related? Because, I mean, that's how – it's almost like we forget that other reasons for illnesses are still happening, and that's been underreported. Yeah. Hey, I do have some, another little bit of quick good news. There's somebody who contacted me one morning through uh, the chat stuff just having some real serious meth issues. And I just found out yesterday from some authorities in a particular county, they've got her in treatment. And it, it was because I stepped up and, and actually did what needed to be done to help her get in there. And I'm not bragging about that. It's just it, it's just do something, you know, help out in some way. That's amazing, Mike. Oh, it's got me so pumped. I mean, I've known her since she was 15 and pregnant. Mm. And she's 39 now. And it's just, you know, God is so good. He is, he, he really is. Well, why is he letting this COVID thing happen? I don't know. Mm. Maybe so we'll, maybe so we'll have a little more appreciation for life and friendships and fellowship and coffee and fiber. Yeah. Yeah, coffee yeah. in the morning sounds great right about now. But, uh, no, and it's just, there's got to be more stories like that. Now, how... Uh, how many months ago was this, and how much? How how has how long was the rehab process for her? Oh well, I just found out that she just uh, just yesterday I found out that she'll have to stay in a place longer. She's gonna be mad at me, very angry, to the point of threatening my life. But that's okay. <clears throat> Why? Because you're talking about it. No, not well because I'm doing anything at all, and you know, you guys. I have a book. Uh, it's called "I'm Not Sick, I Don't Need Help." I've been there. In fact, this thing I was going to tell you about um, a 40 year ago contact I made with somebody just reconnected with me after two years of connecting on Facebook, and she's going to come on and do an interview about a time in my life where I was out of my freaking mind. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a neat show. So she's going to interview you on your show, or you're jumping on someone else's? No, I'm going to be 
she contacted me and I asked if she would be willing to come onto the, the podcast. Oh, very nice. And talk about some stuff that happened way back, again, 40 years ago. You know, it's uh, kind of interesting. May 18th. I literally have a book right next to me called Vulnerable, and I'm now inspired to read that because what you're doing is showing the vulner vulnerable side of you, and I think that's very admirable. Not many people to this day are willing to do that still, right? Or am I missing the boat on that? Yo, you're right on the money. Who's the author? Uh, let me tell you, actually. The author is Raleigh Sadler. Well, it's a different kind of vulnerable. It's actually about human trafficking. Sorry about that. But oh, well, I, there is power in in being vulnerable. There's a gal named Brianne Brennan, I think, that wrote a book about the power in being vulnerable. I mean, it, there's incredible power in it because if you lay it out there and go, okay, I know I'm a hypocrite. I know I've done this. Now what are you going to do? You know, hit me with a baseball bat? I've already laid myself out there. Maybe you can learn from it. And that's why this gal I'm talking about would love to come on the show and, uh, and you know, maybe somebody can be helped. Well, that's, that's the point of all these podcasts, right? It's some do it for entertainment. Yeah. I actually don't believe a podcast should be used for stupid humor. I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like, how do I say it? Because you're more, you have humor, but you don't base it all on humor. You have some serious side to your thing. But there are podcasts out there. I don't know why they exist, if that makes sense. Like, it's like, what are you bringing to us? Maybe entertainment, but that's, you know, I just wish. Yeah. I get it. People want to hear podcasts and funny is funny, right? But sometimes it's just like. There could be better use of the podcast than what maybe some people are doing with it. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. So you're going to be vulnerable on your show, and I try to be that. I try down the lay down the veil here. I mean, that's it's never easy, but you've got to do it because as, as we keep saying, it's cathartic to say, hey, we've got issues, and we're going to come to you to help people. To, to, to work them through with you, the audience. Well, maybe it's time to write that book, uh, Practicing Procrastination. I, I, I think <laughs> I'll start tomorrow. That's today's title. I tell you, I've been starting uh, my next chapter of my book tomorrow for 12 tomorrows now, so I've got to get back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. And, it's just, and it's just funny because I'm like, what do I do with my spare time after work? I don't know, write the book, of course. So that has to be changed. Anyway, Mike, I'll let you get ready for your show. I'm going to sign off here. It's tax day. <coughs> you don't have to file until the July 15th, but I think they're giving refunds if you do file today, right? Or you'll be eligible for them sooner or something like that. I don't know, but I got I got stimulated early this morning. I checked my bank account, and uh, we received our, our uh, stimulus. Now, did you apply for that? Because I don't even know how to do that. I didn't even apply. No. Just, no, right? No. You don't have to apply. All you do is... If you filed, I think you have to, well, you got to file the tax return in the last two or three years. And if you did it electronically, uh, as far as the refund and the direct deposit, you'll get it much more quickly than if, uh, you know, otherwise you're going to get it in the mail via check. Yeah, now I heard he wants to stop those checks if they start opening the economy, and that just makes sense. Uh, if you open the economy again, you don't, you don't need to have the stimulus. Again, that's going to be another talking point where the government, where the Democrats that claim states' rights will want to depend on us for the checks again. And it's like, no, your economy's open. We don't have to get more stimulus out there. The government's spending enough already. Um, 
you know, don't fight it type of thing. Well, and I believe in financial, you know, re- redistribution. I didn't get enough, so I want somebody to give me some more of theirs. <laughs> well, you scared me because I thought you were really going to say, I'd like to share mine with, uh, or I'd like the government to share my 1200 with everybody else because that's what. Well, you know what? I might make, I don't know what I'm going to do except not spend it. We're just going to put it away and. I know and this we much. Some have actually decided to donate to local places their twelve hundred because apparently because they may not need it, which is a nice luxury to have, but and really uh, an amazing thing if people start donating their twelve hundred dollars. Let's look for those stories because those are probably cooler. That you know, hey, this person got their check, but look what they're doing with it. That'd be kind of interesting to track down, see who's giving where. How about mm-hmm. how about if we just do a podcast? Uh, and I can say I heard through the grapevine that you were going to. Uh, give your stimulus check away, and, uh, and then you're going to start up a GoFundMe fund so that you can help more people. <laughs> 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 I'm, that was just weird. Uh, oh, Michael. You just you just reminded me though, and I got to get this guy on my podcast. There's actually a sports casting because you know all these sports casters are off air because of of COVID. So the sports casting this this guy started a GoFundMe to support broadcasters that need money during this time. He's not at goal yet, but I'm like, wow, this is an amazing effort. And we love sports so much that we should give to the the announcers that make it colorful, that make it stand out, that make it shine uh, on the air, and I'm glad that this guy is doing it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of cool stories out there. there here in Boone, the school district has been giving out free meals for kids. 18 and under kids, Monday through Friday, breakfast and lunch. I think the gal said they've 11,000 meals so far. But that's good news. That is. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And despite the the city schools being shut down, the kids could still go and get their lunches if they need to, which I find very good. Like that, to keep that program open is important because, let's face it, there are a lot of people in New York that are low income and they can't afford a daily lunch so for the that is where i agree with the government providing for because the kids need as much as and the parents need as much help as they can get right so leaving those lunches open is just such a boost i'm sure for these people uh both physically and emotionally absolutely so we'll we'll keep tracking down the good stories for you radio hope on his show at 9 a.m eastern me on Keep It Real. It seems like 8 a.m. daily, but you never know. I might get sick again and not do it the next day. Um, but oh, yeah, and you, might, and you might say, hey, Mike, I'll call at 8.30. Yeah. So I'm like in the middle of my show, and then, and then, and then you called at 7.27. You see, I'm a radio guy. I'm a perfectionist, so I time things. So I, don't ever do that again. I won't ever do that again. Love you, too. Hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow, all right? Maybe there'll be some more hope stories along the way. So, talk to you. Oh, absolutely. Without hope, you go to dope or get a rope. Hang on to hope, folks. Amen to that. All right, Mike. I'll let you get ready for your show. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye. That is Mike Myers, the ever-colorful Mike Myers, on my pod today. And I want to just get you this little note. David Saltzman is doing a fundraiser for sports broadcasters uh, while on-air talent 
is and behind the scenes contractors and employees are being hurt in some way by the cancellation of sports broadcasts. For some, it means income loss that's needed to pay essential expenses. This GoFundMe is to help those people financially in whatever way you can. Any donation is welcome, and thank you in advance, whether you work in sports broadcasting or in any other field. For those who are in need, please email thesaltgofundme at gmail.com. Just be honest when asking for assistance. Please allow others, if you can, get by in need to receive what is raised. Look forward to the day where we all have events to work at again. Let me get David on and talk about this because they've still got dollars to go on this. So kudos to David. I'm going to donate right now. GoFundMe.com for those, help for those who work in sports broadcasting. That's how we help each other in times of need. I'm Alexander Garrett. States' rights are crucial and precious and cherished and don't let taxes be unnecessarily imposed when the top 1% is already 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 paying 20.5% don't vote for someone that wants to do more or vote for them up to you but it just wouldn't make sense I'm Alex Garrett Talk to you soon. Hopefully tomorrow morning I'll feel even better than today. We'll talk to you then.